Hey, this is Colette and welcome to the Food for Thought podcast. If you struggle with weight, food, body image and never-ending diets, just like I used to, well, then let me help you figure this food thing out. I want to help you transform your life so you can change the way you think, feel and behave around food. And that means you can quit diets. Yep, I said it. I said you can quit diets. Believe me, it is doable. You just have to learn how to work with your unconscious mind and not against it. So join me each week as I break down how you can do this and how to activate your natural ability to eat for your body and quit diets forever. Hello and welcome back to Food for Thought and today's episode which is discovering the hidden side of weight loss, your relationship with food. And this is something that, um, in my opinion, is actually the hidden key, the missing link, the, the actual thing that's going to make you successful because all of the other stuff out there in diet culture world um, just ignores this part, which is why we end up doing the same thing over and over and over again. Um, isn't there something, a saying that says uh, the def- very definition of madness is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, which is essentially what a diet is. It's doing it over and over and over without figuring out what's going on behind it. So that's my penny for that thought. So again, welcome back today. So today we're going to like dig into this subject, one that, as I said, is often glossed over. So, um, you know, when we start talking about losing weight, we often focus on diets, right? That's the first thing that comes into your head. I need to lose some weight. I've got to go on a diet. I need to lose some weight. I'm just going to cut back some carbs. I need to go on a diet. I need to lose some weight. I'm going to just start intermittent fasting. I'm going to count calories. I'm going to do any number of things. Eat less, more of this, more exercise, avoid this food group and so on and so forth. But we seldom and if you're a listener, if you are a listener of mine, you know that I talk about this stuff all the time. We are seldom discussing the complex relationships with food and how that relationship can make or break your weight loss journey. And you can lose weight without doing this, but it's highly unlikely you're keeping that weight off. And that's one of the reasons I love using hypnosis with my clients, because it, it helps you retrain your brain, creating new habits and breaking old patterns. Because if we just keep repeating the same pattern over and over, we are going to get the same outcome over and over. Lose weight, feel fantastic, lose weight, feel great. And then you're just going to start to put it back on again and you're not sure why. And it's so frustrating because the emotional aspect of it has not been looked at. So the weight loss industry, uh, last time I googled, which was the other day, is at $2.4 billion. And that was a very quick search. And I just picked the first one that came up. And there's a wealth of information about it. Like influencers are telling us now, uh, you know what, all these influencers that are all over TikTok and Instagram, and they're coming out and they're basically selling supplements at the same time as telling you that what you thought was a good food is now bad food. Um, the latest one is that oatmeal is the worst thing you can eat for breakfast whatever. Um, or even we have like our neighbors selling Octavia and making good money at it because the diet industry is a very lucrative business. Skinny coffee, skinny tea, collagen, 
protein powders. Um, I mean, I have certain beliefs that you should up your protein, especially as you become an older woman. That's where I am. Up your protein, do some weight training, which I'm not good at, but I'm trying to get better at because that will build bone density. Um, and, you know, build up your muscles instead of letting your muscles atrophy. And, and now there's enclostrum. You know what colostrum is. It's um, Any woman out there knows what colostrum is. It's the first part that comes out when you start nursing a baby and your boobs. So now they're selling it in powdered form. Where are they getting it from? It's overwhelming and it often leads to confusion. And where there's confusion, it's really hard to take action because you just don't know what to do next. So today I'm talking about what I think is the most part that the most important part that's ignored and it's about asking ourselves what is your relationship with food is it a friend that gives us comfort is it an enemy that we are constantly battling or maybe it's a bit of both many of us use food not just for sustenance and nourishment and to just live but to deal with emotions celebrate occasions and sometimes even out of boredom or you know all of the things right there's a lot of celebrate celebratory occasions And it really starts to get very tricky. And there are hundreds of reasons why we eat without being hungry. Um, You know, if you struggle with weight, you you, you mean being bored, being hungry, being irritable, being sad, being like, you know, all of the things. And if you do struggle with weight and food, you can't take yourself away from food the same way that you can take yourself away from alcohol or cigarettes. We need food to survive. And um, let's just talk about diets again for a minute, because diets may work in the short term, but they are not sustainable for most people. I think a staggering 94% of people who lose weight on diets regain it. Um, And that has been me. And that may have been you too. Sometimes even more than 94%. And they gain more weight back than they were before they started sometimes. And it's just like mind-blowing that it just keeps happening and happening and happening without anything else being looked at to say, well, if this is the problem, what would make it better? This is what I'm saying. What I'm talking about today will make all the difference. And, you know, you do have to be mindful about it to understand that we have to make serious changes and your unconscious mind doesn't like change. It likes predictability. It's going to pull you back to the familiar and all the bloody bloody blah, blah things. But hypnosis is one of my favorite ways to break that pattern. So you see, dieting often really feels like it's working because you see the numbers on the scale going down and you feel great and you get a sense of control or, or achievement. But the catch is once it's over, old habits creep back in and surprisingly for around those 94% of diets so do the pounds they've shed and it's just like I said this time it wasn't going to happen but it does anyway so I know that like that's a pretty scary statistic and it is right but it also reveals that really crucial thing that we are missing we're looking at weight loss in a very one-dimensional way we are missing that key element in the equation which is our relationship with food. And we all have a different relationship with food. And healing this relationship is not like a magic fix. There's no quick fix pill or magic trick or anything like that you can take. And it doesn't make pounds disappear overnight, even though you have people selling those diets that say it does. And let's talk about macro right now, because macro is having like a big surge of, of everyone like wants to do macro because maybe this is the latest thing. It's all over my Instagram feed. And I've got to tell you, looking at macro, because 
I do go in and I do look because I like to understand some of this stuff. And I look at it and I'm like, that's just like having a, another whole job. That's like a full-time job to count macros. My mind wouldn't even let me do that. I would be so overwhelmed. I, I, I couldn't even begin to do that. So if you have done that in the past, I have to say that you must be a mathematician and you must be very clever. <laughs> so it helps us. This this is what I'm talking about, acknowledging our patterns, habits and triggers. And once we start to like dig into that stuff of what's going on, right, healing our relationship food, it's like peeling off the layers of an onion, revealing deeper insight with each layer. So you just need to heal a little bit at a time. And it really helps to dig in and see what's going on behind the emotion. So um, I talk about emotions like this. Imagine your emotion is is kind of like tapping at your door, your front door of your house. Just like a, imagine it's just knocking at your door, like tap, tap, tap. And you can ignore it, right? You can just ignore that tap and it starts to get louder and louder. And you can ignore it and it gets louder and louder and louder. And you just keep ignoring it until you reach a point where that door is either going to like crash in or you're going to open it and say, what? And have a complete meltdown. And let's look at anger for a moment, right? And if you just open that door, by the way, you can kind of look at what's going on, answer the emotion, and and figure out what action needs to be taken to process that emotion. But let's look at anger. It's never as simple as just feeling angry. Um, let's dig deep into this one emotion. Um, I'm not going to do that in. I'm not going to do all the other emotions in this one. Maybe there'll be another podcast. But right now, we're just digging into deep into anger. So I'm going to give you some food for thought. Yeah, I did go there. You ready? So anger is in a very uncomfortable emotion. I know that I've always felt incredibly uncomfortable with anger. And often as kids, especially little girls, uh, we are talked out of righteous anger. There's nothing wrong with anger if you know how to express it. But we have often learned anger from people, adults, grown-ups who don't know how to express it, who don't know how to regulate their emotions. And so we continue that pattern by not knowing how to do it ourselves. And it feels like scary. And we are told to be good little girls, nice little girls, be ladylike, be sweet, all of the stuff. And anger is really scary, especially if you grew up around an angry adult who couldn't regulate their own anger or their own emotions. Anger feels out of control. And they're also, so let's get a bit deeper behind that element of anger. It can show someone that you're angry. If you can feel that if you get angry at a deeper subconscious level, that they may not like you anymore, um, that they may take it so personally, even though you're angry at what's going on, you feel that they may think it's totally directed at them and they may not like you anymore. And as a little girl, this was part of my issue. Growing up as a teenager, I believed I couldn't get angry or upset about anything because then I wouldn't be liked anymore. And that goes even deeper, a deeper level of when we were, you know, first on this earth and being rejected from a tribe. And if you were rejected rejected from a tribe, then you wouldn't survive because you need people to survive, especially in those days. Remember these, so I want you to remember these connections are often at a really deep, subconscious, deeper level. You may be feeling anger, but what's going on below the anger? And that is where maybe sometimes we need a little bit of guidance. Journaling can help, tapping on it can help, to just to figure out what's going on underneath it. So when the anger starts to bubble up, right, we can really try hard not to lose that, not to lose our temper, because if you lose your temper, you're going to have regret. And let's be honest, 
once out, words cannot be taken back. And some people get angry and get personal with someone else. And those are very hurtful words. In fact, that old saying, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never harm you, is complete and utter rubbish. I hate that saying because it's so not true. Um, Words do hurt. Words actually hurt and create deep beliefs about yourself that come from other people's words and other people's beliefs. And it can affect you throughout your whole life from a child to adult because those beliefs become self-limiting beliefs on yourself. So words hurt. Words can create deep, deep beliefs about yourself that come from other people. And these beliefs that come from other people as a small child can often become a self-limiting belief that you believe in yourself that wasn't even your thought to begin with. But I'm not going to get into that right now. I talk about that a lot elsewhere. So what else is going on? What are you actually angry about? And I'm talking about, yes, yes, this happened, that happened, she said this, this did that. And But I want you to look a little bit deeper. What boundary was crossed? Were you disrespected? Were you rejected? And so even if you're angry, what's going on behind that anger and behind that and behind that and behind that? And it can actually often go to a feeling as a child where a need wasn't met. And that's where you can process the emotion and allow that healing to begin. So now how does one start this journey of healing their relationship with food? We start small. We begin by noticing how different foods make your body feel. Be beginning by tuning into your body. In my one of my past podcasts, um, I think it says it in the title, there's a recalibrating exercise where you can recalibrate tuning into your body and knowing you know, when you're hungry and when you're full and when to stop eating. It's a very good uh exercise and I do recommend you go check it out. You can always message me and I will tell you that what which episode it is. So start differentiating physical hunger from emotional hunger. This is really important. This awareness is the first step. And also let's not forget to bring some kindness into this because taking the judgment out of it and and in, especially not judging yourself. And what about food? Many of us harbour like guilt and shame around food And we really need to make peace with our bodies, appreciating them for the incredible work that they do every day, that that they manage to get you up and about and doing things. And we really take our body for granted. And um, let's ditch the war of hating our body because you're not... So people want to like hate themselves thin and that's a really almost impossible thing to do. You can't hate yourself thin. Maybe in the short term, but you're not getting there in the long term. We need to be accepting our body. And accepting your body doesn't mean that, oh, well, I've accepted it now. I'm not going to make any effort to lose weight. And I really did want to lose weight. And so that sometimes is the resistance about accepting your body. It's It's more than that. It's about accepting your body and this is where I am and you're not where you want to be yet. And you're on a journey. And it's about taking small steps to get you there. And these steps that are much more accepting and easier for you to do because they're small rather than this like massive crash diet where you're counting 100, you know, like 1200 calories a day, which are almost impossible to follow. So the real secret to lasting weight loss is not a magic pill or a strict diet. It's about healing your relationship with food. It means learning to listen to your body's hunger and fullness cues, eating mindfully and making food choices that nourish both your body and your mind. And it's not an overnight change. And if you know someone who um, seems to have a good relationship with food, yeah, 
you're always in awe that they can eat anything they want and they don't seem to gain weight. Uh, I would like to say that it's not that they're naturally thin or slim. It's probably more than likely that they haven't been affected by diets and the culture of diet and other people's words about their body and not accepting their body. So there's something about that right that they don't really fight with food and their body because they're actually in tune with their body and this is where we actually want to get to so that keeping weight off becomes very sustainable so sounds good right it certainly does to me too and I promise you it's taken me a while to get here and because I know it works and I have clients that tell me it works I want you to be able to get there too I believe that you can do this and I promise you that once you start seeing food as not just a, we- a means to like lose weight or gain weight, but you see it as more like a source of nourishment and real enjoyment and not just enjoying food because it's a cheap meal or a bad food that's delicious and you can't resist it because you know you're not meant to have it, but actually really seeing food as something more, your whole perspective changes. So remember this journey takes time, patience and a lot of self-love. It's a path certainly less trodden. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be the new path that people start to take because I've been banging this drum for years and years and years. It works for me. It works for my clients. Now, you can do it any way that you choose, but being mindful about it is the way to do it. But I, I, if you need help getting there, then we can talk about hypnosis. We can talk about my membership, which currently I think the doors are closed. But there are other ways to get there to rewire your brain. So you're not on your own. You don't have to do this by yourself and then just get overwhelmed and not know what to do. So if you've been on that dieting roller coaster, feeling stuck, it's time to get off and try something different. It's time to make friends with food and tune into your body around food. And again, what's the real way to solve this? It's like learning to be friends with food. It doesn't happen instantly. And it's not a popular idea. It doesn't really sell supplements and diets and all of the things that everyone wants to sell on the internet. But it is the best long-term solution. And it is really the only true answer. And why don't more people talk about it? Because as I said, it's not a quick fix. And it takes time. It's not an overnight instant thing. We are a society of people that want instant gratification. It takes a little bit longer. But anything that's worth having and that has a good solid foundation takes time right it takes a little bit of time it takes like build it's like building a house with from the foundation up rather than just a shed on the ground that could be knocked out by a storm you have a house that's got the foundation in the ground and that's the difference and if we think about our future selves right now not just about right now but thinking about where you want to be in your future self in a year two years five years It's a bit like planting a seed and waiting for it to grow like a big, beautiful tree. It takes time and care and nurturing, but the results are are very, very much worth it. So that's it for today. Um, And uh, I do hope you enjoyed it. I would love any questions and your thoughts on this. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and share with friends and all of the stuff. And uh, just remember... The first step towards change is awareness and any small, step, any small step you can take in that direction. And I believe you can do this. I know because I have and I know other people that have. So continue to be curious, ask questions, ask questions of yourself and above all, be kind to ourselves.
Until next time. So guys, I want to thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. Um, I would love any suggestions for anything that you would like to talk about. Give me your questions, give me your topics, give me your thoughts. And if you are struggling with food, weight or diets and you got value from today, I would love you to write a review. It helps me share my message and I read each and every one. So thank you. If you know anyone who could benefit from this content, please share and subscribe. I would love that too. And I just want to point out that in a world full of dieters and diets and so on and so forth, and if you're in that world, you know what I'm talking about, I always felt so alone with my guilt and my shame about my secret eating. And I just want you to know that you are not alone. I also have a great freebie, which I think I've already put the link there, which is um, figuring out what your weight loss blocker is. Uh, If you're getting stuck, then why don't you go and look and see what resonates with you? Because when you find out what is part of your issue, what's, what's keeping you stuck, your triggers and so on and so forth, that's when you can start making the change, okay? So download the weight loss blocker guide and um, the link is in the show notes. And if you're looking for help, as always, reach out to me. You can work with me one-to-one. You can check out my membership. In my membership, we have hypnosis audios. Um, Every month, we have a new topic, and I can guarantee you almost every layer of losing weight or struggling to lose weight is covered in one topic or another. So check that out. That's on my website, colettesheelkraut.com. And I will check in with you next time.